0: Welcome to the Help Desk for Monday the 15th of March. My name is Peter Wells and joining me today is uh, a good friend of mine and author of the excellent tech newsletter, The Sizzle, Mr. Anthony Ages. How are you, Anthony? Good, Pete. Nice to be here. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Nice way to spend a Sunday, Arvo, chatting about tech. Uh, I I wasn't sure he wanted to mention that we're doing it on a Sunday, so (laughs) I I just wanted to say it's a nice nice weekend, but there we
0: go. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Tess is up in Byron this weekend, so I'm... Insanely jealous, but the show must go on. And the first big story we have is uh, from ZDNet, who writes, "...with the news media bargaining code out of the way, the Australian government has moved to tech giants in the browser scene. Led by the ACCC, the new battle is focused on the choice and competition in internet search and web browsers." The Consumer Watchdog on Thursday put out calls for submissions with a number of questions posed in a discussion PDF that centred around internet browsers being default. It claimed Apple Safari is the most common browser used in Australia for smartphones and tablets, accounting for 51% of use. This is followed by Chrome with 39%. So that's just on the mobile. Um, they, they're also looking, of course, at Edge on the PC and uh, Safari on Macs. What do you
1: reckon there, Ant? Uh, Well, I I had a look at the uh, discussion paper and it was pretty much saying they really like what's happening in Europe. So in Europe, when you buy an Android phone, Mm -hmm. when you first set it up, you get like a message on your screen saying uh, what search do you want to use by default? And the way that they choose which search engines to to present to you, because normally it's just um, Google. Uh, Google in Australia and USA you no choice, like they just assume you've got an Android phone, mm-hmm. you're using Google, mm-hmm. take it or leave it. Whereas in Europe, they're like, No, you have to present four different choices as well as a Google, but there's more than four search engines who want to choose it. So these search engines pay Google to be put in that screen mm-hmm. through an auction, and DuckDuckGo, who are probably the best search engine that's not Google doesn't participate because it costs too much to bid so what happens is mm. google is like in there of course and, and everyone picks that but the other options are like things you've never heard of before because they just have the most money to spend mm. to get put on that screen so in effect what's happening in europe is sure you can choose the default search engine when you set it up and you're you're forced to make a choice but the choices actually kind of suck because the best options are not there mm. so that's kind of what the ACCC wants to avoid here, they want Google to be used less because they know that it's just like a massive monopoly here. 91% but they don't at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Across so-
0: mobile and desktop.
1: Yeah, yeah, but they don't want it to happen once in Europe, where the choices suck. So mm. it's gonna be interesting to see what decision they come up they come up with for that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Safari by default, I think, offers you five search engines. I'll just quickly check. Um, well,
1: well, well. When you set it up your, your, your iPhone for the first time, you're not told mm. the choice. Yeah, totally. You have, to yeah. Go in, you, have to, you have to go into settings and change it, and no one does that. Yeah, like, and it's Google very rare.
0: and Google pays. Apple some hidden amount of money. They they used to say what the money uh, what the amount was, and it used to be gigantic. So it can only only be bigger. One would assume, but uh, yeah, yeah, Google pays to make sure that they're the the first search engine in in Safari on. Uh, your mobile. I, I guess it is on the Mac as well, but no one really cares about the Mac because it's such a tiny market share. Yeah. But yeah, so their choices are Google, Yahoo, Bing, DuckDuckGo and Ecosia, the one that, Ecosia maybe, the one that uh, plants trees when you do a search. So yeah, they're, they're the five that you get. Like I, I really do like this and I hope that we will start to see a bit of a bit more competition around search.
1: Yeah, because that, that's one of the main things as part of the whole... Digital platforms review that led to that, you know, the whole news issues with Facebook and Google. That was the, this, this was the main issue of that whole mm. uh, review. Was Google have been up on search? Everything funnels through search. We're not going to get much change until that until people use something else besides Google. Mm. And I just can't see how they're going to do it. Like everyone. Wants to use Google. Yeah. (laughs) The competition kind of of sucks. So, unless they kind of force people to use something else, I can't see much changing in a practical sense.
0: Absolutely. Sticking with Google, and Microsoft has actually joined forces with newspapers in America to fight Google. Uh, So, this is part of, uh, you know, we talked on Friday about Amy Klobuchar talking about maybe breaking up Google and, and, and also doing the same thing that the ACCC, were talking about in their last story about uh, decoupling search from browsers. And Microsoft has jumped in and said that, look, they will, they will be happy to pay for news on their service on Bing and things like that. Uh, Google has fought back saying that this is naked corporate opportunism and point out that when Microsoft had a chance, they replaced all of their journalists, in-house journalists, with AI bots this was sometime last year. So, uh, you know, they, they might be a little self-serving here.
1: Like this blog post from their senior VP of level Affairs is just the saltiest thing I've ever seen. Like <laughs> he is so upset with Google, uh, with Microsoft just kind of like sucking up to, to, to governments worldwide mm. because, I mean, from Microsoft's po- point of view, again, they have no market share in search. It's, 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 it's so small that they'll sell themselves out to cooperate with the government because they know, look, if Google doesn't want to – participate and pay news, they'll leave the market. That gives us a way to get in and carry favour with the, the governments. And Google don't like that. Cause they don't want to be put in that, that market space that where they, where they have to suck it up and let a rival take like 5% off of their market share. And this blog post is just him whinging about all the things that Microsoft's done, done in the past. <laughs> and so it's, yeah, it's... them. Having a sook,
0: yeah, yeah. It's it's classic. The enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of yeah. situation. Exactly that. Yeah, and looking to Facebook, and uh, we we talked about late last year. The Markup was doing um, a research paper where they were giving people different uh, plugins for their browsers to see what Facebook looked like to different users. Because this is data that Facebook doesn't really offer up, and so they got a whole bunch of people who were Trump voters and Biden voters. To install this little plugin and and they've come back with some Uh, results, and and it is fascinating and terrifying, as you would imagine. So just having a look, I've I've only pasted in, the story is great, it's really long, so do go read it, but I've pasted it in, all you need to know is in one graphic, which shows that Biden voters generally got news from NPR, this is as as in the algorithm gave them news, mainly from NPR, the New York Times, NBC News, and the Washington Post. While Trump voters, they mainly got news from The Daily Wire, which is outright racist. Fox News, which I'll let you determine how racist it is by itself. The Washington Times, which of course we've joked about on this show before. It is the dumb online crazy fake news site that is basically just... It's designed... So that people think it's either the Washington Post or the New York Times with that stupid name, um, and people share it all the damn time. And then CNS News, which I had never heard of. I looked them up, and they're a a news organization that was put together because of the obvious mainstream uh, media's bias towards liberals. So, (laughs) when people ask you, why are we so, as a people, why are we so. uh, uh, polarized these days. Well, I think uh, Facebook uh, has just shown us right there in one graphic.
1: Well, well I mean, like if if, you, if your view of the world comes from things constantly upsetting you and designed to upset you, then no wonder you're upset with the world mm. because everything you see seems to be looking like your world's falling apart yep. when in reality it, it isn't. And Facebook knows this. Like Facebook... Like, there's, there's an article in the, the MIT Business Review mm. where there's like a, um, like a pretty much second from, from Zuck. one of his like senior guys, said pretty much, look, we're, what we are posting is pissing people off. Yep. And our algorithm was doing it on purpose so that it increases the, the engagement. What, what if we just turn it down a bit, make it less angry, and look, sure, we'll get a bit less engagement, but society will be, we'll, we'll be better. And Facebook just said no. They just like no, we're just not going to take the chance because they might drop our engagement like five five points, whatever ranking points that they use, mm. and that's how we end up with you know crap like this in in, in people's uh, news feeds. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Just another great example here is so the the last week of most viewed stories um, from either Trump or Biden voters, uh, the Biden voters got. The top three stories were about the vaccine rollout, where to get it um, and how effective each different variation of the vaccine was um, across three different stories. Trump voters got, uh, Donald Trump makes his keynote speech at CPAC, which happened like two weeks ago. Pepe Le Pew is cancelled and then a uh, story about the Daily Wire trying to egg on a fight between the current press secretary and the old one of Trump's. So,
1: yeah. And and those posts for the the Trump voters were put there particularly to get them annoyed and, and outraged, so that they'll engage with it. So they'll comment and they'll they'll hang around longer. That's the only reason that's there. These articles are garbage. Mm. There is no outrage about people in the pew being cut. No one cares. you just
0: shoot. Yeah, yeah. It's Space
1: Jam 2, yeah. for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah. There is no argument between these two women, who are the former and the current president. They don't, they don't even know each other. They don't even talk. They don't, there is no beef between them. Mm. Yet yeah. They're framing it as there is some argument so that people go in the comments Spend longer on Facebook, see a few more ads, and that's that's really all all, all it is for. Mm. Yeah, really, that, that article could not exist. Your the, your old angry uncle who would <laughs> would, would never see that, mm. and would have a nicer day because he because he didn't see it. Yeah, that's not what's happening.
0: Yeah, I opened Facebook today for the first time in about three weeks just because I I read this story and found it so fascinating. God damn it, it's it's just such a trash fire in there, and it's the most needy app as well. Like. Um, it was just like my my inbox is just nothing but hey this is what you've missed on Facebook. And I've, obviously, <laughs> I've got to filter that out. But um, yeah, God, what a, I hate that. company. It, <laughs>
1: that can't be it, so it much. was it was so good when there was no no news links and they for, for like five days. Mm. It was actually pretty good because yeah. there was the things being put into feeds was like actual content. People made like photos in their own posts, mm. not someone linking to something and having a winch about it. It was actually really good. And I, I kind of wish Facebook stuck with it and it said, no, no, we're not gonna have these, Not worth <laughs> not, not worth the the, the, the the risk, but it's back. So yeah. live with it.
0: Final story of the day is one I picked especially for you there, Ant, because it reminded me so much of our old days on Mac Talk. And it is Apple is suing a former employee for stealing trade secrets and leaking information to the media. And so it's a very long story. A whole bunch of different uh, articles have it covered for you. But basically, it boils down to Simon Lancaster was working on some kind of project that Apple describes as Project X in their lawsuit. He specifically asked for a whole bunch of files that he didn't really have access to once he had decided he was uh, resigning. Uh, that made them a little suspicious. And uh, apparently, according to emails that they have seen, he was he was chatting with some journalist, one journalist only, and. And feeding information to that person, so yeah, I just I I love this story because of course no one does intrigue, palace intrigue quite like Apple uh, in the tech scene. And uh, gosh, it's been a while since we've had a juicy one like this.
1: Yeah, the the saddest thing about this is the guy who at Apple who leaked this is, is like a pretty senior. Like he's got Ooh. an accomplished resume of products that he's worked on that like anyone else would be jealous of to have that kind of product experience he could get a job any way that he likes yeah. essentially yeah yet he leaked to the media because he wanted this journalist to write like a nice article about his startup mm. that was it like because he, he, was, he was hoping to kind of trade rumors from apple in return for coverage for his startup and it's like dude like make a good product or <laughs> make a good company mm. and you'll you get the coverage you don't have to risk your job or even risk like Going to jail because there's some crazy laws in America about like leaking trade secrets is like a criminal offence in America because the the company is the most important thing in the United States. Like if you kill a black man in the street, fine, no jail time for you. But but if you leak a trade secret, you're going straight to a jail. So there's a serious risk here that he could get a criminal charge just for one article to to leak to some journalist. So. Yeah, it's it's he's gonna be have a fun next two or three years while this goes through through the courts because Apple's not gonna t- take this line down.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, Corey Lewandowski uh, went to jail for a couple of years. Um, only got out because he was p- pardoned. So,
1: so obviously, yeah, um, he and, and yeah, this is a very similar, pretty much the exact same thing. Mm. He took data with him on his way out. And that's all logs. Like everyone knows what what's going where in those big companies. Hmm. So yeah, he did a Lewandowski. He's he's, <laughs> he's going to be bankrupt soon, I assume. And his Church of Computer Human Algorithm is going to be closed down. Because hmm. yeah, he, he had a church, Anthony Lewandowski. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, it's for something like some trans transhuman church where he like people can augment themselves with a the computer. Implants and weird stuff. Very bizarre guy, and they had to close the church down because he's bankrupt.
0: <laughs> this is the kind of news you only get on the help desk. Thank you, Anthony Ages, for joining me uh, today. You're welcome, Pete. And where can people find you?
1: dsizzle.com.au and description on Twitter.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much. If you want to hear tech news with a little bit more spice then absolutely check out The Sizzle. It's a fantastic newsletter. Thanks again, Anthony. Speak to you tomorrow. Bye.